All right, hands are going up. I'm going. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Concession Sam podcast. Thank you for joining us this evening. For those who don't know what we do, what we do is we talk about things we like and are passionate about, like movies, games, shows, and all that good stuff. I'm going to be attempting to be your host, Sean, and I have with me my two very good friends, Jared and Micah. Do you guys want to introduce yourselves to the fine folks here listening and watching? You might not know. I, I am Jared, uh, known online as Jer on Air. I am a occasional variety streamer here on Twitch.tv. Uh, I enjoy games, but I also enjoy movies and television, which is why I'm very excited to be doing this podcast with these two folks. And uh, uh, I'm I'm interested to jump in to today's film, uh, Coda. Uh, I don't have anything else to plug right now, uh, so I will pass this on. Oh, wait, yes, I do. What am I talking about? Um, I mean, those of you who are here probably already know, but I'm going to plug the relationship Q&A that Dr. Mick Live and I are doing. Or else, oh, sorry, Dr. Mick. Whoa, wow. back there. Yeah. Uh, Dr. Mick and I are doing tomorrow. So if you have any relationship questions, uh, go ahead and head on to his channel tomorrow at 1230 Eastern, 930 Pacific, uh, which I understand is a horrible time. <laughs> um, and if you are in the discord, you can go to the relationship Q and a question section and ask them there, but I will be moderating that discussion and I'm very excited for that. So that is what I do have to plug. Uh, I, now can I, I ask, ask you, a, can I ask you a relationship question early? No. Uh, you oh. may go into the discord and write it though. All right. No special privileges, even though you're a co-host. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, I'm, I'm working up a good one. Nice. That's better. Uh, I, I would prefer that to a bad one. Yeah, I mean, I was thinking about submitting a bad one, and then I was like, who am I kidding? I'm, I'm just throwing out zingers left and right, so. Mm. Um, I'm Micah. I don't have much to plug, except all the plugs in my house into the outlets that they like to be in. Uh, like my lamps. That's how we can see you right now. Your computer. Yeah. Your this, internet. This lamp right here, that's plugged in. Yeah, I'm that familiar. Didn't make a whole lot of difference. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I know how they work. Uh, I have an Instagram that I kind of use sometimes. I have a TikTok that I've posted two videos to and don't pay attention to. Mm-hmm. Uh, what the, else? The what else? Way do I got to plug. TikTok, honestly. Uh, I'm gonna start getting into uh sardines. That's that's a new thing in my life. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm entering just... the world of craft sardines <laughs> do you just have like a dartboard and you just fucking through and like eh, sardines this month nope saw a reddit thread people were talking about uh how good sardines were and i was like i like anchovies maybe that's, i like sardines that's kind of like that's kind of like a dartboard essentially turns out there's a subreddit devoted to people who are very passionate about high quality sardines so i'm gonna go buy some and they're going to be expensive. And I'm going to see if I like them. I need a new hobby, guys. And you Sardines it is. And you landed on sardines. Okay. <laughs> I need a new hobby, guys. Sardines it is. <laughs> How many times do you think that has not been said? Oh. That sentence has been uttered <laughs> maybe a- five times in the history of humanity. <laughs> that, that might be good for the brand new sentence subreddit where it's just like this has never been said before and yeah I, I need a new hobby guys sardines it is i very well might be the first you uh, 
I'm gonna take a big stab at it and assume that you are the first one to say that. Because my god. Okay. Well, Micah, I hope you'll keep us updated on your sardine hobby. That's well, what is, actually, what does it even okay. That's... What is a sardine hobby? Oh, dude, it's so complex. There's so much to it. Okay, so I hope so. It, it, it all depends on whether it's packed in oil or whether it's packed in um, water. Okay. Uh, what type of oil it's packed in? Whether it's been packed with salt, pepper, vinegar, hot sauce, butter, any other types of flavorings. Mm-hmm. Um, where the fish was packaged, where it was caught, depends. You know, if it if it was packaged in like Croatia or Poland, it's a higher quality fish. But if it was packaged in like South Africa or um the ivory coast it's like a not necessarily a good sardine okay uh then there's some people who well i think it's just because sardines are uh, a northern ocean fish Mm -hmm. uh but maybe it is racist i don't know that i'm about to find out by exploring this hobby what Uh, goes into the hobby though you told me information about sardines but where does the where does the hobby come in? the hot it's the same as like you know trying craft beer or wine or you know going to five-star restaurants and being like oh i'm gonna blah, blah, do this so, so, I'm so gonna, you're, you're gonna be a sardine sommelier yeah that's it kara made that joke she i'm gonna be a sardinier okay that's the hobby yeah gotcha yeah, gotcha. and then maybe eventually I'll I can start slinging out recommendations. Is this so, going to be an expensive hobby? It feels expensive. So actually, as far as hobbies go, it's a really cheap starting hobby because tinned sardines are explicitly meant to make a lot of fish cheap because you just catch twenty billion at once and then you jam them into a jar and then you preserve them. It's I'm like if I had a spam you know, hobby, but with higher quality meat. We're not going to run into any like sardine tariffs, any import taxes. We're not we're not running into that. We might. Yeah, I, we, yeah. I'm at the I'm at the uh, beginning stage of this hobby, Jared. So, yeah, I, I do hope that you'll keep everybody updated here because <laughs> oh, you could have given me plenty of guesses and I would have I, never uh, landed on sardines. I guarantee that. I my first up are King Oscar brand sardines and Bella brand sardines are the two I'm trying first because they're uh, according to the subreddit they are good introductory sardines. Man. They are high quality, low uh, low price, and available in multiple states and countries. See, now I'm curious. Have you, have you thought about giving bowling a shot? Maybe I think that's. Oh, I love bowling. There, I'm great at it. He's a good bowler. You're great at it. I have bowling shoes. They're downstairs, but You're I have bowling 300? shoes. I have not. I've pulled a one thirty-seven. <laughs> I think I think my highest game is like one seventy or one eighty. I mean, that's that's pretty. What have you gotten in wee bowling? Oh, in wee bowling, I've got a three hundred, no problem. Oh, oh, okay, Mister. Mister. Well, it's easy because in wee, in wee bowling, all, all you have to do in wee bowling is you just take. Here, I'll use this can of uh, mango ultra energy fiesta. Thank you for monster. Pl- thank you for plugging them. So hashtag so you, you drink you drink monster. I just started. It's my other new hobby. <laughs> oh, no, you need to just stop, buddy. Sardine, no. Sardines and, and sardines zero. and monster. You can't you can't mix the two. I I'm te- I'm telling you that right now. I, oh, no, we need you for the podcast, buddy. <laughs> Jesus. And if, you, if you're doing that, we're not going to have you for much longer. 
Oh, I just realized maybe this isn't mango flavored. Oh my god, Mike! It's blue. It's just, Why did you land on monster? Because it it was an energy fiesta, and I was really sleepy. Jesus! <laughs> do you not drink coffee? Oh, I do. I'm drinking coffee right now. That's funny. He's got another hobby that he's starting. <laughs> I actually. Uh, my brother-in-law just got into roasting his own coffee beans and he bought himself a, a bean roaster and a bean peely boy. Uh, and I almost got, I almost was going to back back seat his hobby and buy myself a coffee roaster. And then oh my God. I decided not to because then I then you hopped on Reddit and found sardines. <laughs> yeah, basically. Uh, this is the longest intro for any of us ever. Well, I'm, yeah. just, I'm worried about my so, friend all, mixing sardines and monster. All that to say, if any of you out there have any sardine recommendations uh, or oh. I'm still on the pickle train. So if anybody has any pickle recommendations, I'll try them. You too, baby. There it is. There it is. So, so that's my plug. If I were to have a plug, that's my plug. Micah, that was a easily like a seven minute plug. That was the longest plug ever. Listen, you man, don't they're get that they're, down to about a minute. Everybody's here for that entertaining sardine content. So. I got off the elevator so long ago. I don't even know when. It's fine. OK, well, I mean, to be fair, sardines are fish and fish are a part of Coda. So we can go ahead and segue. That's into true. Our you know what? OK, yeah, that's good. Thank you, Micah, for segueing us into Coda. Hey, if there's anything I'm here to do, it's to segue and eat sardines. And I'm all out of sardines. You find you a new hobby. Coda, guys, hobbies. Co, co. I might. I think my general right, yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, off stream. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, we'll we'll get to that later. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll figure out my life later. Anyways, Coda, how's it going? Got it. Oh my gosh. This is thirty. This is <laughs> okay. Coda. So this is kind of confusing because I looked up on IMDb and it said it was written by three people, but the credits during the film only credited one person. So I'm confused. So I'm going to go off of what the film showed me. But anyway, the film was written and directed by Sean Hedder, which the only reason I know how to say this name is because of Taskmaster, believe it or not. S-I-A-N. Her name is Sean. So that's right. Uh, you're looking at another plug. It's called Taskmaster. Um, oh, written and directed. That's a good way to get into. Written and directed by Sean Hedder. Uh, it stars Amelia Jones, Marley Matlin, and Troy Kotzer, who just won an Oscar. The synopsis for this film. As a coda, or child of deaf adults, Ruby is the only hearing person in her deaf family. When the family's fishing business is threatened, Ruby finds herself torn between pursuing her passion at Berklee College of Music and her fear of abandoning her parents and her brother. They didn't mention her brother, but her parents and her brother, I would say. Uh, for those that are listening, we will be going right into spoilers throughout. So if you have any intentional wanting to watch this, I would recommend you stop listening or watching however you're consuming this. So, but yes, Coda, uh, the Oscar winner, which I feel like we'll talk about in some capacity because I think it brings up the question of what is worthy of Oscars and things like that at this point. Yeah. Um, but the movie itself, um, my quick, like little bit was I think once it kind of started 
going, I was getting more into it. I was kind of interested to see how they were going to. I figured at some point they were going to immerse me into how the parents were like their world, obviously, because it's a big factor. It's a big part of this movie, obviously. And so and honestly, it didn't happen till like three quarters in, I want to say. It was the scene, which I thought was one of the best scenes, was uh, the, the concert scene. And there we're seeing the daughter or we're seeing uh, Ruby do. She's doing her performance finally. Like we've seen this build up throughout the whole movie. And it's like this big, beautiful thing. And then all of a sudden, that's when it pulls into the parents where it's this big, grand moment for her. And the parents don't really get to experience this big, grand moment. They just get to watch people and how they're reacting to it. And I thought that that was really good. That whole sequence was, I thought was incredible. I was waiting for it. I figured it was going to happen at some point. And I think they picked the right moment to do that whole immersion into what it's like to not be able to hear anything and mm -hmm. experience the world that way. So. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that scene was, uh, I thought that scene was great and how they handled it. And yeah, but um, I think. I feel like overall the movie was, you know, I enjoyed the movie. It's not something I think I was talking with Amber about this. I feel like I'm more of an easy to please viewer for movies and whatnot. I'm, I'm a lot more forgiving. I kind of just like if the movie is OK, I tend to be pretty happy with the movie. Like a movie's got to be dog shit for me to be like, like I would not even watch this movie or something, you know, kind of thing. Uh, there are movies that I think can be difficult to watch, like A Clockwork Orange or Rushmore or rush, not Rushmore, man. You just really <laughs> driving that steak in, aren't you? Driving that New York steak in, aren't you? Ooh, could go for a New York steak. <laughs> I'm, I'm feeling a little bit. Uh, Is it that monster I energy? I haven't had a monster today. Kara didn't oh. find any at the grocery store. So come on, Kara. So sorry, man. I know you love those okay. now since I, the other apparently day. I do. Yeah. I'd never had one until this week. Yeah. So I feel like that's an important. I, I'm kind of like starting to realize that with myself in how I approach movies, because I do feel like between the three of us, I'm the least picky. I think I'm the one that kind of just will take the movie and it's just like, you know, it is what it is kind of thing. And that's good enough. Like, I don't think and I think this is where we can get into how the Oscars have been operating. Maybe like, is this best picture worthy nominee mm -hmm. kind of thing you know and i know that i can make the argument that all of that's subjective to begin with so yeah but but anyway my two cents um, on coda so i, I want to double back real quick to something you mentioned yes. um you said you noticed there were three writers although the writer was only listed as one in the credits uh yes. that's because this is adapted okay. from, I believe, a French film. I'm not sure the country of origin. It might be Spanish. OK. Um, but so the it's the two uh, original screenplay people are credited because it was adapted. And okay. then the the okay. person that you name dropped. That makes uh, sense. Usually IMDb it, will like address that. And so it just didn't even it just says their names. So I was yeah. confused. So that that's why there's those three listed. I gotcha. You you watched this early on, didn't you? You watched it like when it first came out. Yeah, Karen and I watched it shortly after it came out on Apple TV, and I, we both really liked it. Mm. Um, I thought it was uh, it did a 
I presume it did a good job of representation of that world. Um, I, I felt like it did as someone who doesn't know much about the world. Uh, and I thought they did a really good job, like you said, of sort of bridging that gap between showing the 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 deaf side of things and the mm-hmm. the hearing side of things. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I actually I took a class in college about speech cognition and speech pathology. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I know that there's like there's whole communities of, of there's like a deaf culture is a very serious thing. And like it it gets pretty like people who are born into the deaf culture have very strong opinions about like keeping their kids in the deaf culture or or staying in deaf cult. I, I don't know. I don't know a whole lot about it, but I know that it's like a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I can imagine, I can only imagine it's, you know, being the child who's the odd one out in the family, um, trying to explore her own path outside since she's not really, as much mm-hmm. of this deaf culture as the actual other members of her family are. Um, so I don't know. I thought it, I thought it was a powerful story that was endearing and heartwarming. Uh, and it in, enlightened me on stuff I wouldn't have thought about. And just all, all together, I, th- I enjoyed it. I thought it did a good job at a lot of those things. Hmm. That's my two cents off the bat. Jared. Want to give us your two cents? You were not thrilled to really watch this, so I'm curious on your. Yeah, no. Uh, this is the least excited I have been to watch a pick of ours um, mm-hmm. since we started the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, I did end up liking it. Um, my ending of the film was I think Coda is cute. I think it's a very cute movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had this conversation with someone before the pod and that cute doesn't mean best picture. And I know you're talking about, oh, are we going to like talk about this because it won or whatever? And uh, I think that is going to be a good mm-hmm. uh, conversation to have. Um, I'm biased uh, just because of the type of movies that I like. But like, I haven't seen a lot of the best pictures this year. Mm-hmm. I have seen Dune. I think Dune is better than Coda. Um, so like I would have given Dune my best picture over Coda. I think Coda is a perfect Oscar bait type film. Mm-hmm. Um, but do I think it's a great film? Mm, no. Uh, and also it's interesting because the reviews or the like reaction from folks in the deaf community was actually mixed. Mm-hmm. And that some people really liked it because it, provided more representation on a big screen of mm-hmm. folks that are deaf because we don't typically see that mm-hmm. in our media but a lot of uh, deaf folks actually thought that it portrayed the characters as dumb or incompetent or too reliant on one other person and i mm-hmm. can actually see that because it was very very much based around how ruby helped the family navigate the world and it was interesting because at the end of the movie um what's your brother's name is it jacob uh i'd have to look it up i, f- I already he forgot came. um I but her brother was like we were fine before you got here which was a really mean thing to say to her i do ag- agree that was a rough thing to say mm-hmm. but i do think there is a little bit of truth 
in there and that they figured out a way to navigate through the world before they had someone like Ruby come along. And mm-hmm. I don't think they do a good job of showcasing that at all. Cause a lot of their interactions as a family are based off of why isn't Ruby helping us do this? We need Ruby here to do this. You can't go to college because if you go to college, who's going to help us run the business, mm-hmm. which I assume was a business that they did run before, before she was, you know, right. old enough to do that. Cause he said, my dad was a fisherman. He His said- dad was a fisherman. So they've obviously been doing this for a while. Um, and so I can see that side of the argument like very clearly. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I do think it does bring um, awareness uh, to like the deaf community because I mean, it's just not something that I think most of us tend to interact with on a day to day basis. I could I could see the complaints that they might that some of the deaf community might have about it, and so that I that sounds like a valid complaint. So I could I could understand why maybe. They wouldn't find it as that uh, way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. The other thing that's important to know, just uh, from me talking about this movie, is that I sang uh, a lot from like elementary up until high school, and I actually had planned on going into music as a career uh, for a little bit, but I refused to sight read. Um, so. And also, I found out about psychology my like scene, no, my junior year of high school, and I just was like infinitely more interested in that than i was in singing but like i sang and i sang competitively as well up until high school so movies like this always like invoke some kind of like nostalgia or whatever in me and i think Mm -hmm. that's a really important bias to know about like me when i'm talking about this movie because music is a really important part of this film i did not know that music was going to be an important part of this film i assumed as much just because it's called coda Uh, but I was like, I don't know, maybe there's some other meaning to this word that I just don't know. And it's going to be about that. I didn't know much about it going into it. Um, and so seeing her like join choir and like seeing her like work out with the Mr. V and all that stuff, that was all brand new to me. Had no idea that happened in the movie. Hmm. Um, so there's going to be probably some things I say that come from a biased place there, which I think is important. Um, and to start off with, Miles sucks as a singer. He is very clearly much better at the guitar. He's not good. I don't know <laughs> he why was. he paired. I think the only reason he paired Miles up with her is because he like <laughs> knew Miles and like they were practicing for something else. But if you wanted to pair somebody up with her for that song, you would have paired her up with a dude with the cornrows who sat on the block yeah. at the end. His voice was better for the song. His voice was better in general. But, you know, you got to get your story off. So I see why you chose that person. Miles sucks as a singer. <laughs> there. Yeah, I <laughs> it, it was just I, I took it as more of just a convenient choice to move the story along, basically, because, yeah, he started singing and like you compared those two and she's just like she's on another planet compared to him in terms of singing. Um also, yeah. it's really hard to believe. I think, yeah, I think there is some like raw talent there, but I don't really know how many people get into Berkeley off of raw talent that was uh, like nurtured. We don't I don't know what the time frame is. Like, what is this? Like nine months? Is this three months? Yeah. Uh, breathing is hard as shit to she, get down. Jared, she and did the dog exercise every day before class. She's fine. You could even you could even tell in the final performance she didn't have her breathing down. Maybe that was because of nerves, but a lot of her notes, while they sounded strong, were not fully supported and could have gotten more out of them. So like me sitting there when she was like, oh, I got into Berkeley. I was like, okay, yeah, they just have to tie that up. I was really, really hoping 
I was really hoping that she didn't get into Berkeley and that they were going to like show her life like going through like being there with her oh family afterwards. I was because that would be more realistic. Uh, yeah. Because you don't yeah. you don't just pop into Berkeley. Literally like Ruby did. The, arguably the best <laughs> music school in the country. One of the best ones in the world. And she just learns like, you know, a little bit of Marvin Gaye. One one morning is like, yep, got it. Some Joni Mitchell. Cool. Let's get her into Berkeley. But yeah, that's why it's important to know my bias here when it comes to this movie. It's a little strong. <laughs> I'm going to try to reel it in. I don't know how successful I'll be, but, you know, that's that's just a little bit about me. Yeah, that's you know what this I I was not ready for this side to come out. And I'm loving this. This was not an angle I was expecting to come at. So. This is. This is good. I like this. You got that fire in you, you know, and I love that ashen. Yeah, just like when Micah brings up Wes Anderson and it's not a compliment. I'm passionately <laughs> opposed. Uh, I'm not really. Yeah. yeah, no. Yeah, see, I, I uh, since I'm not from the competitive singing world, uh, I easily suspended my disbelief. And I was like, oh, she yeah. got in Berkeley. That's cool. That's cool. And I'm really happy for her, you know? Yeah. So uh, she had Mr. V who went to, to went to Berkeley Gave her the, he gave her the secrets, you know. Mr. V was the in, Jared. And see, I I only applied to one school and I got in. So as far as my world is concerned, you apply to school, you you go. So I was just like, <laughs> she that sounds right. Yeah, that's, school, that's she not goes how to school. that works at all. I, uh, yeah, Coda says otherwise. So I, according to movies, which we all know is a blueprint for reality. Yeah, uh, that that is how it works. And you watch Dune, so you know what's coming. That's a blueprint for life right there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if we keep living for, the way we're living, there's going to be big fucking sandworms coming. <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah, it was it was it was fine. Uh, it was my, my, my long, overall. Long story short, it was pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> the the word that always comes to mind when I was thinking about how to talk about this movie is cute. I think it was really cute. Mm-hmm. I yeah. thought all the performances were great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I was. It was something that like I just don't think about in terms of how deaf people. You know, like obviously, they're like I don't th- not think of them as people, but like you know they they argue and stuff. And seeing like the arguments through ASL was just like it, it's. I just never thought of it. So it was yeah. interesting to see like the emotion and like I'm getting wrapped up in the emotion of it and whatnot. And she like Ruby did a great I was reading up. She did nine months of uh, of training for with ASL and singing. So she probably could get into Berkeley. She was training for nine months, Jared. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm and, Jared. <laughs> Jesus, Jared. And uh, and whatnot. But like the way that she was that, you know, our connection to that world and whatnot. I thought she was crushing those scenes and you could just feel like that raw you know, those arguments and things with her parents and her brother and stuff. Um, it was pretty, it was just well done. And um, yeah, I like, I, I thought I was, I was hoping more would, would come to me. And then my brain just turned off after that. Yeah, word. You, could, so, you could see it. You could yeah, see it in your face. You saw the you brain were, just like, yeah, it was grasping. To, you got nothing. You idiot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My brain is so mean. Wish it wasn't. Uh, I, I took notes for this one. Uh, oh. I I forgot halfway through, like I have been. I was kind of just like wanting to be along for the ride. Uh, I think the song choice in the beginning was very funny. We would have not been able to sing "Let's Get It On" in high school. <laughs> um, oh man, what's the one song we really wanted to sing? Is Wait, the... was it actually 
It might have been Under the Bridge. I think we wanted to sing Under the Bridge, the men's choir. My choir teacher was like, do you guys know what that song's about? We're like, yeah. She's like, then you know why we can't sing it, right? I was like, nah, it's fine. She's like, no. Uh, I think that was the one song we got vetoed uh, because we also knew that we weren't going to be able to sing other stuff like that. But I think that was really funny that that's what it started out with. Mm-hmm. Um, Is this Under the Bridge by Red Hot Chili Peppers? Yeah, 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 yeah. I loved Red Hot Chili Peppers in high school. I love them now, too. And I really wanted to sing some Red Hot in high school. Uh, I think we ended up singing Snow. I think we got to sing Snow at one point, mm. uh, which is pretty, pretty tame. Um, that's fine. It's a lot of AOs. Uh, yeah, a lot of AOs. Um, the the thing that I think stuck with me the most from this movie is how bouncy the bed was when her parents were boning. <laughs> <laughs> that's like the bounciest bed ever, right? Yeah. Yeah. Again, something I didn't like. And they are just... They're just doing their they have just no awareness of how loud everything is, you know, and so that was just funny to me. Yeah, but know. you probably got to have some awareness of if you're born physical down, you have, awareness. You have no idea, though, like you have no frame of reference, you know, like. Yeah, but you have a frame of reference for vibration still. So if you're like going to town and the whole bed is like and you're well, you, feeling the yeah, vibrations, you got to you got to remember the key thing here is they said to her, we didn't know you were home. Yeah, that's so, true. Well, they probably do have some idea of they, what they, they weren't considering there was an audience nearby. Why would you? You're, you're two you're two adults, you know, your kids are out of the house, middle of the day, they shouldn't be there anyways, you know. Why not really get after it? I mean yes, they, 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 you they shouldn't have been because they both had jock itch and they, their doctor told them not to. They, sure, we could go down that path, but like let's say all other things are I fine. Mean, We've all been there. Come on. Two, two consent. I've literally never had. I have no idea what it feels like. I, I haven't either. Uh, Based on how he was describing it, where he was doing the the itchy balls, and yeah, it's probably not good. Barnacle, barnacles on his nuts. Yeah, um, yeah. sounds terrible. Yeah, uh, but yeah, no, they should have. They should have gone after it. And also, this is really weird. Actually, I don't know why I'm just now remembering this. Uh, I actually saying with a dude whose parents were deaf oh okay and the scene where they roll up in the um in the truck truck he actually has a story about when he came home from school one day and there was rap blaring out of his house and he thought something was wrong but he went in there he talked to his parents and they're like we can hear we can feel Mm -hmm. the vibrations yeah and i don't know why i didn't remember that until just now because this (laughs) dude is actually one of the best singers i've ever heard in my entire life, and he actually did make a career out of singing. Uh, but yeah, did he go to Berkeley? Weird. No, he went to Ithaca. Okay. Um, another very, very good music school. Um, so it's, I mean, it's possible. It's weird how my brain forgot all about that for the two hours that this movie went on. Yeah, it seems like something that would have been like, oh shit, this actually Forefront. relates. Forefront of the mind, right? Yeah. Uh, I haven't eaten dinner yet. Uh, well, there's your, there's your problem. I actually meant to make a sandwich before this podcast, but I, did, I ran out of time. What kind of sandwich? Um, I was going to make a turkey, and I think Swiss is the cheese that I have right now. All right. Um, it's a classic. But yeah, classic. no, it's kind of it's weird. But yeah, no, I did, I did know a guy. And yeah, he's, it, his voice was unbelievable. Everybody in high school wanted to be like him because he would, you'd give him a song, didn't matter what it was, he'd figure out how to just absolutely crush it. Uh, he was... Three years older than I was, I believe. I thought you were gonna say he was three years old. <laughs> no, he's Holy three years old. Holy shit. Um also 
the here some more background. I'm just gonna turn this into a okay. Jared saying yeah. in high school yeah, uh, podcast. I we didn't. I was in madrigals, which is like chamber slash renaissance music. Um, I did not do show choir, which I know some schools call like heat wave. I think. Um, but show choir is more like dancey tunes because it's called show choir because you tend to do choreography with it. Mm. Um, I didn't do that kind of choir, but that's the kind of choir that you would sing more popish songs in. So a lot of my background comes from Renaissance and chamber music where vibrato is actually typically discouraged. I had to be taught how to not use my vibrato because my voice has natural vibrato. And I fucking hated that shit because you basically were telling me to sing not not the way you sing comfortably. Yeah. <laughs> Hated it. Um, so like, that's another kind of a background for this music where it's just like, it's weird to me that that is their main style of music that they were singing. Cause mm-hmm. I just didn't do that. Cause that like, that would have been the other choirs that were doing that. Uh, and they had to wake up early in the morning, which is the reason why I didn't do it. I didn't want to do show choir. Cause they had to come in at like, <laughs> I think seven and I was like, no, that's also why I didn't do track in high school. They're like, Oh, we, we wake up at six. And we also had practice after school. I was like, that sounds terrible. She's like, but you're really fast. And I was like, I also really like sleeping. Not fast enough. Uh, There's a lot of things in high school that I didn't do because I didn't want to do them. Mm -hmm. And that led me down the path now. Didn't do music as a career because I didn't want to learn how to sight read. Didn't do track because I didn't want to wake up early. Didn't do show choir because I didn't want to wake up early or learn how to. Wait, no, not show choir. That wasn't who woke up early. I want to learn how to dance. I forget what the other choir was called. I was the exact opposite where I did all of the things that I didn't want to do because I wanted friends. <laughs> so, oh. so I joined the debate team, which I had no interest in. <laughs> was you didn't terrible have any at. In the debate team? Nope. I would be shocked. Speech, uh, speech and debate. I was on the speech and debate team. I got the lowest ranks you could ever get every competition. <laughs> Uh, but I had some people in the speech and debate club who I really liked. So I was, I would join, I joined the club so I could uh, speech and debate them after Mm -hmm. school. They liked you even though you got the lowest ranks. Oh yeah. The, the speech and debate teacher was legally blind and was my Spanish teacher. And she loved me because I reminded her of her son. And so I got away with everything and I probably would have failed her class if she didn't like me so much. So she gave me a B plus. Dude. Yeah. Thank uh, you, Mrs. Yeah. Waters. Uh, my story is not about me personally, but I think this is a good story in relation to this. Our friend Jim, thank you both. You met Jim, Jared, I think, right? So he not about the wedding. Yeah, okay. So he played football with us in seventh grade or eighth grade. I think it was seventh grade. And he only played because our core group of friends also played football. So he joined. And so uh, that particular year, we had to share lockers. And so this particular practice, um, the person he shared lockers with, his name was Arthur, and he took Jim's helmet. So we get to and we had to run down to like this elementary school to practice because they were ripping up the field. So like we had to get in all of our gear and then we'd run down the street to this this school to practice. So we're doing calisthenics and stuff like that, you know, warming up. And all of a sudden I hear someone go, oh, I hear Arthur. (laughs) And he's just going, oh, fucking hell. And um, he's like, I grabbed Jim's helmet. He grabbed the wrong helmet. Jim did not mold his mouthpiece how you're supposed to for football. Like, you know, you put it in hot water and you 
mold it to your teeth so when you bite on the mouthpiece it like you know it fits and it's not gonna like jim did not do that all he did was chew into his mouthpiece so author showed his mouth dude jim's mouthpiece disgusting he chewed <laughs> the shit out of this thing it was like wiry like how does this thing wire it's fucking rubber and it was just an author had to play he had he had to use it. He had no other choice. And you just hear him putting the mouthpiece in, just going, oh, my fucking God. Like, it is disgusting. And he did it. Or, the only reason it happened was because Jim played football with us because he just wanted to hang out with his friends. So, dude, I love author. Yeah. yeah. He, author He's... did not love Jim that 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 <laughs> afternoon. I'll tell you that. So, yeah. It's not. Uh, I, wow. I actually didn't know that about uh because I did not play football. Oh, yeah. Also, yeah. did not know that about Jim. Yeah, I mean that would have been. A ra- I don't know why he would have told you that story the short amount of time you knew him, but yeah. Yeah, no, that was probably not the priority of his uh, in the short time that we spent together. Yeah, not not his go-to one. So, but now you know, and Jim, for some reason, you stumble across this. Uh, that story still makes me laugh every once in a while. So, thank you. So, anyway, back to back to Coda. Back to Coda. Back to Coda. Dakota. <laughs> oh my it's like, gosh! It's oh like the state. Oh my gosh! Um, are it, were there any more specific comments you guys wanted to make, or do you want to kind of dip into the Oscar talk of it? I get into my notes here. Uh, um, I feel like I feel like the second conflict of the film came really fast with them on the boat the uh, uh oh the uh coast guard and all that stuff yeah with the coast guard i mm-hmm. felt like that came really fast because i feel like the the main conflict of the uh film is pro like what would i guess what would it be the main conflict would have been like what happens when she leaves yeah it was kind of like she was like prepping to audition i felt like and that was like her kind of building up to that I think mm-hmm. so. And then the the like secondary of like, what are we going to do? I feel like that just happened really fast. Mm-hmm. It did kind of just pop up and it was like within 40 minutes. Also, what a fucking narc, right? That lady. Gosh. Yeah, that's I uh, what she was doing. She sure did. I wonder if she just thought too. And she got like, wow, these guys are just fucking rude. There's not even like they're just going. Like, oh, mm-hmm. I'm I'm sure beforehand. She probably just thought they're rude because like, I mean, I'm sure no one else was going to be very nice to her because nobody wanted them there right they had to yeah. pay 800 bucks a day just to have somebody on their boat to tell them that they're doing the job that they've been doing for yeah. years and years of their life is right all while getting screwed on the price of their fish mm-hmm. so i'm sure she expected them to be rude mm-hmm. um i just guess she didn't you know know they're gonna also be, de- be deaf yeah. be deaf yeah um which that whole situation was really interesting because she was like you all can't put this on me and I think everybody there fucked up, right? Because like mm-hmm. she didn't show up to work. Yeah, I... she didn't show up to work without any like notice. Right. Um. But when that happened, if they didn't have anybody to cover, then they also probably should not have gone out on the water because it yeah. was very dangerous. Mm-hmm. But both parties there are wrong, and I think both parties should accept responsibility. Um. Without one being more than the other. Uh. And they didn't really focus on that scene too much. So it didn't seem like she really took that to heart. It seemed like it was kind of like angry at the moment and they progressed. Same mm-hmm. with uh, the dad and the brother, too. Right. But I thought that was a really interesting uh, scene. I thought I thought they were setting it up where she was going to bring 
miles Him. to do yeah to do like the fishing yeah, i thought yeah. he was gonna be on the boat that's, yeah me too that's okay I, cool glad we're on the same yeah, page. yeah i thought that i was like oh this makes sense she kind of like wakes up super early does this job before she goes to school and all this stuff you know like oh it's the perfect thing like you want to make it up to me you're gonna come see the shit i gotta you know like why i'm stressed out of my mind and you know whatever kind of thing so yeah i did think that that's where that scene was going and nope they just Same. went just went swimming yep so, you know, just swimming and making out with a with a dude who told the whole school about a weird interaction you had with your family, and everybody made fun of you mm-hmm. for it again. You know, the one thing that you've been trying to avoid <laughs> for the whole movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I did think the know. um the remark she makes where she talks about how she talked funny, and I never even thought too of being um a coda where you are with your family all the time and they don't talk, and so um. Like how she just—I mean—they don't really dive into it, but it's something you know. It was just an interesting kind of thing I never thought of with a coda and where they're learning. They got to learn how to talk from people that don't know how to talk, you know, outside of ASL. So I thought that that was pretty interesting. And I did they, the jokes with the ASL I thought were really funny too. With the um, Mr. V, um, <laughs> does he say how to fuck you? He says, he says nice to fuck. Nice you. Nice to fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> he's just like he's like I know what you meant. It's fine or whatever. <laughs> or something like that but i thought like those little moments were really funny um i do feel like I, go ahead oh no you go ahead I, i'm not gonna jump into all the topic <laughs> oh okay i was gonna say to him getting the oscar i think he got supporting oscar didn't he yeah because um, yeah. I, I think will smith won the oh he won the, best yeah, yeah you're right yeah. you're right um i i mean i again i haven't seen the other categories but i do feel like he definitely deserved because basically, like the last like forty minutes for this were just like, mm-hmm. I, thought, I thought they were great. Essentially, mm-hmm. from the talk with the mom and her asking Ruby asking her mom, "Do you wish I was deaf?" Like basically, like from that whole sequence on, I thought the movie was great. I was pretty hooked in just like everything that was transpiring and whatnot. But um, I think uh, he absolutely deserved and deserved that Oscar for because like, he was. The, the scene with him listening to her sing in the car or like when they're in the back of the truck and he's just like holding to feel the, you know, the vibrations of her, her singing and whatnot. Mm-hmm. I was, I was getting, I was getting all choked up at that stuff. And then, uh, yeah, that was really good. That was good. And then the other scene that was it, th- this kind of stuff always hits me because it happened to me essentially when I left for school was when the first mm-hmm. time my parents dropped me off. And it was like one of those things where, you know, you're with your family all the time. And then all of a sudden there's this big change of like, they're going to be, you know, if you go away to school and they take you there, it's just this weird, like all of a sudden just hits like, you know, I, I don't know. It's just like this weird, and it kind of hits with her, you know, she realizes as they're driving away. And like, so that moment, I thought they did that really well too with her. Cause I mean, I could personally relate to that moment. So, and so, yeah, but yeah, that was complete opposite, man. You hated that. So you're like, you're like, get the fuck out of here. No, dude, I, I was not. I, cu- I couldn't. I couldn't wait for my parents. To leave. <laughs> I, 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 I also same. I also had like kind of helicopter parents growing up. Same. Um, So like for me, that was an important milestone in getting older is mm-hmm. that I'm at college now. I literally have my own responsibilities. Like I like when I go home at night, <laughs> I go like to you know quote unquote my home even though it's just a dorm mm-hmm. it's still not my family home mm-hmm. and i wanted i wanted that experience so bad so like i i couldn't wait for my parents to be Dude, gone i think guys. i think as soon as they were gone i like 
I like, unpacked my suitcase and then I actually ended up going to college with a bunch of people from my high school um, and like a lot of my like really good friends from high school too went to the same college as me. So I'm pretty sure I like unpacked my suitcase immediately called them as like, what party are we going to tonight? <laughs> um, so like I while I while I see why that scene could be really mm-hmm. sentimental, I remember watching it and being like complete opposite. Yeah, no, that's not me. That's yeah, fair. That was not me I, at all. That's fair. That was roughly the same experience I had. Just like drop me off, and I was like, "All right, later." Like, "What's up, college? Time to later, time to do some shit." Mm-hmm. What kind of shit did you do? Uh, did not get into sardines. Not yet in college. Uh, I ordered a lot of pizza. Mm-hmm. Uh, I you weren't you weren't allergic to corn at this point either, so you could probably go crazy. I was probably allergic. I just didn't realize it yet. It might not have been but, severe. Maybe it was building up. Yeah, you know? I think it's it probably be. a little less severe. Yeah. Could be. Yeah, you were just so, you were just like sick the whole time. Like I can't figure out what's going on. Yeah, actually, hang on. This will be a funny prop. One sec. I have no. It's idea. right behind me, so it shouldn't take too long. I have no oh idea boy. where this is going. I don't either. I'm always scared. So, uh, at this place. Hang on, I can't. Yeah, I got to put my headphones back on. Uh, at the place in Bloomington, every time you ordered, fuck, every, every time you ordered pizza and you the pizza special at Pizza X, you got a drink with it. So, oh, is it like the cups and whatnot? Oh, yeah. So, uh, this is about one fifth of the number of cups I have. Uh, I've given them away over the years because they're good for lots of stuff mm-hmm. and then we've thrown away a bunch mm-hmm. and I think Kara made me or my parents made me throw out so, so uh, I've been made to throw out a number of these point being I counted them at one point before I got rid of my collection and I had like 170 uh, oh and, so, and that was from all from freshman year of ordering pizza so we probably ordered like three or four pizzas a week college man what a wild time pizza. yeah that's a lot of pizza that's it's, you're it's like you have to be like made of pizza at this point yeah and so my favorite which i landed on was pesto base pineapple pepperoni uh and then i would cover it in cholula hot sauce or tapatio hot sauce chef's kiss a lot of flavors going on. It is. Oh, a lot of flavors. I, if there's one thing I, I am a champion of, it is putting as many flavors in one place as possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, now. That is a soundbite. Yeah. <laughs> where uh, where does the uh, the tomato bar, I always say, what's that called? The uh, What's the one I'm obsessed with? It's always in December. Oh, the She's a Butte Clark. She's a Butte Clark, yeah. Where's that the, one? Yeah. Not as in, ter- in favorite terms, pizzas. Yeah, in terms of favorite pizzas, I'm curious. Oh, that's that's leagues and bounds better than anything I ordered for Pizza <laughs> X. I mean, Pizza X is like is top tier shitty college pizza. Mm-hmm. It it's, the- it's better. Th- it's better than anything else you could possibly get from a chain. Mm-hmm. But then once you try like a place that has like two locations, you're like, oh fuck, this is so much better than <laughs> than anything I ever had in Bloomington. <laughs> Oh man, do you want? Uh, do you know the? Can you? I, I can't remember exactly what's on. She's a yeah. Beard, but you want to give people so, a reference? 
She's a Butte Clark is our Christmas tradition pizza. It is uh, the the name of it is based on the Chevy Chase Christmas Vacation movie. Of course, it is a nacho cheese base. Mm-hmm. Then for toppings, it's um, thinly sliced steak seasoned mm-hmm. with ghost seasoned with ghost pepper. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is. <laughs> Um, it's got a jalapeno ranch swirl Mm -hmm. and then you cover it with a a whole bag of flaming hot Cheetos. (laughs) It sounds so weird. It is so fucking good. It is. There's no way that's good. It's one of the best pizzas. Jared, when this comes Uh, out, I literally lose my shit sitting. I'm like, we've got to go to Valpo immediately. I need to get this pizza. It's so fucking good. It's, it's so good. It's spicy. It's, it's, it's really it's really not it's, it's not as spicy as you think. I promise. It's, ghost it's peppers? Well, it's, it's well balanced. I know. You'd be surprised. It's, it's You'd not, be surprised. It's not that hot. I promise you. You're not going to eat this and be like sweating or anything like that. It's well, really not good. immediately, but a few no. hours later. Yeah. I mean, what comes out the other end? That's that's not my business. You know, it's fine. But it's it's quite literally your business, actually. Yeah. Well, I, mean, I, I, I mean, yeah, I'm talking about you. It, it is my business. What comes out of me? Oh, OK. All right. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Glad we yeah, clarified. Yeah. I mean, that. I will glad, I'll gladly take on your business if, if you need me to. So sounds like an abomination of a pizza, if I'm being honest with you. Oh, you it, know, it's you know, I, just a pleasure. I can, it I, is. I can understand. Nacho cheese. Yeah, I can. I, it's base. so good. Yeah, I, I understand well, your hesitation. Yes, steak that's that has ghost pepper, dust, salt, spray, yep. Yep. whatever you will on it. Yep. With uh, spritz. Uh, with, I'm with feeling like there's something with, else that I'm forgetting that's on it. Boy, I hope not. I'm looking it up because I just I don't I don't trust my memory at the moment. You say jalapeno peppers. Jalapeno ranch. ranch. Oh, yeah. sorry. Jalapeno ranch. Of course. Yeah. Jalapeno ranch. Mm-hmm. What's the other meat involved? Just, it's, uh, it, it I just, think it's just ghost pepper steak. Yeah. It's just that. Flaming hot Cheetos sprinkled on, too. We're... So I'm, we're also talking about two different types it. of cheeses. Uh, yeah, they, they, they did nacho cheese base, and then they sprinkled it with... Oh, that's what it is. Um... Uh, habanero pepper jack cheese is sprinkled on top, as well as provolone and mozzarella. Oh, five different cheeses. Here we go, baby. Um, baby, this is important. Nacho cheese base, mozzarella provolone cheese blend, ghost pepper seasoned steak, jalapeno. Yep, that, that, everything I already listed is is what was on it. Here's a picture. Oh, don't show me that. I'm gonna get so fucking hungry. It's so good. It's so good. Look at that. That's why Look at that steak and that, the ranch and the Cheetos. That oh. thing is a beaut. Well deserves that name. He is a beaut. Clark. We don't know. I don't, I don't know anybody named Clark. Mike, are you washing that down with a nice monster afterwards? <laughs> oh, <laughs> hell no. Normally, what would go with this? Is this showing up? There we it's go. Nothing. Oh. Nothing normally. Oh, yeah. Normally, what I would uh, imbibe with that was is probably like a barley wine or a triple or double IPA. <laughs> I think I say a tall, cool Budweiser. 
That's what I want you to say. Oh, hell no. No. A tall, a, a tall, cool, uh, what is it? A tangerine monster. Bud Light next. There it is. A barley wine? Oh, yeah. Kara doesn't let me drink barley wine anymore. I got, I got barley turnt. You, I, man, that story cracks me up so much. The bar, bar, most barley wines are like 14, 15, 16% alcohol, and they do not taste like it. Why are you, <laughs> why are you drinking something so heavy on top of all of that? Why not? It's craft, craft beer, man. Seriously, how do you feel the next day? I'm, I, how do you feel the next day after eating that? It can't be good. Oh, dude, my I, butt I, feels terrible, dude. But I'm la- I'm lactose intolerant, and I also can't have corn. And both of those things are are on every pizza. I literally so. have it for breakfast the next day. I'm so excited to have it again. Same. I'll I'll actively be shitting, and I'll be like, "This hurts," and eating this was a mistake. And then I'll go and eat more pizza. It's worth it. It's worth, worth it. it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, this might be the most shocking thing you've ever told me about you. Is this pizza? Yeah. Wow. That's that's so. I mean, I'd say you're doing pretty good. Yeah. I if, mean, if yeah. that's it. But yeah, this sounds. I would horrendous. I I think when when or if you are uh, stateside, Indiana side, over here, planning a trip as we speak, actually. Uh, is, it, is it in December? <laughs> mm-hmm. It, it is. Yeah. It's in December. No yeah. way. Yeah. He didn't. He didn't see you shake your head. Coming out. Yeah, coming out for Christmas. Wait. I, this is. Are you? You're joking. I'm not, man. Definitely coming out to Indiana. Sean, Sean's giving this away. Sean's, Sean's giving this away. Michael, why, you know, why in God's you know name me. would he visit Indiana? Oh, I don't know. Do business. Indiana. Maybe he's got. The, with you and Ryan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sean and I have been planning this trip for months. I mean, he would probably much rather come here than go to fucking Vegas. So, okay. Maybe. So you, well, you, you, you should, you should come. You got a place, you got a place to stay here or Indiana. at Sean's, Sean's parents' house. I'll volunteer them for you. They, they would love you. Yeah, they, they would. Yeah. Be fun. Uh, and then we'll, they do gluten free crust. So they we do, will actually, get a, yeah. we will we will do a gluten free crust. She's a beaut, Clark, and you will feast upon it, and and like like Moses leading the people across the sea, you the the water of doubt will part, and to the holy lands of nacho cheese based steak pizza you shall tread. And whoa, pizza shall be eaten. Micah, you have just single-handedly convinced me to open up a new tab here and just start looking at plane tickets. So while we're doing the rest (laughs) of this podcast, if you see me looking off to the side, that is absolutely what I am doing, and I'm not doing anything else. Okay. I I will take you at your word and believe nothing else. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yep. Uh, so yeah, going to Dakota. Dakota. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll tie uh, that back. One of the secondary themes, I think, of this movie uh, <laughs> was <laughs> about the impact that a good teacher can have on a student. I yes. think that's the secondary film, uh, secondary, uh, secondary theme. Because I, you know, I think it's important to have 
a teacher that that sees you and wants you to do well. I mean, this teacher ended up being extremely influential uh, to the path that her life uh, ended up taking. Um, and she was also somebody who I think felt maybe not invisible in school, but maybe visible for the wrong reasons, mm -hmm. uh, which is another uh, form of isolation. Yeah. Uh, and so having somebody say, hey, here's this thing that you all love and that I actually think you're good at and that I want to help you with was really, really important. And so I want to take a second to say shout out to those kinds of teachers. Shout out to mentors in the world, because mentorship is also, a, a, I think, kind of a side theme here that's really, really important. Um, I don't think I had a teacher that was that hands on in high school uh i do think and i still to this day and i'll probably feel bad about this until the day i die i do think my choir teacher wanted to be that for me but i was a little shit who just really did not want to learn how to sight read <laughs> and uh if i had just done that one simple thing it would have opened up a lot of doors for me music wise but i just wouldn't do it and she really she actually did have one of those like after school moments with me where she was like, if this is something that you are willing to commit to, I will spend like days after school with you in the sheet music room teaching you how to do it. And I was like, no, <laughs> uh, I did do I did do a lot of stuff in high school, though. To be fair, I was really busy. Every like I think most people knew me as a very busy person. My parents knew me as a really busy person. So I did have a lot of other stuff going on. It wasn't like I said no, because I just wanted to go home and play video games. Like there are other things I was doing. Uh, but I, man, if like if I ran into her tomorrow at the grocery store, I would literally just like be like, I am so sorry. I did not take the time to do the one thing that you would have wanted me to do. It's the reason why I never did like well in States. It's because like I would get there, they would give out whatever piece of music it is, play it. I could sing it beautifully, mm -hmm. incredibly. One of the one of the best bases in the state. I will say that all day long. But then you had to sight read, which is another important part of it. I, I got laughed at once in one of my auditions because I just didn't know what I was doing. And one of the people behind the curtains was just like, this is a, like, are you joking? This is a prank, right? Mm -hmm. I was like, nope, I just don't really want to learn how to do it. Uh, but yeah, mentors. Mentors are important. So Mr. V, great job. Mm -hmm. I had a couple teachers like that. None that were like full on, like, I'm going to help you prosper and you're my focus. None that severe, but I definitely had like two or three teachers who pretty heavily kind of like swooped me under their wing and was just kind of like a protective space and a, a helping flourish interests that weren't even related to their topic of teaching. Like I had a history teacher and an English teacher who both sort of like shepherded me into interests, uh, despite the fact that I had no interest in pursuing a future in history or english so i would say those two teachers were great but nothing quite as specific as like i'm gonna get you deep into space rocks or something just wow just just normal shepherding my 10th grade teacher also falls under that same category as you he taught me he made my writing better because i didn't want to try in that class because i think it was ap english mm -hmm. uh but this is really weird uh, he got mad at me one day because I didn't answer a question fully. And he 
yelled at me in the front of all everybody in the class and he told me that i needed to stop hiding my light under a bushel and i remember that very specific phrase uh and then from that point on he was like i'm not going to accept any more half-assed answers from you like when i ask you a question i need like a full answer and i would give him full answers and i think that actually helped me a lot with my like, critical thinking and my writing mm-hmm. um i still remember that moment very vividly because i was like half asleep and he was just like furious hmm. And then he gave me one of his prized baseball caps that he kept on his wall at the end of the year because I kept on asking him for it. And it's a Hartford Whalers hat, and it's one of my most prized possessions. Oh, that's cute. That is cute. Just like Coda was cute. I think, like uh, I think I didn't really, uh, I kind of fall more into like Micah's category with this. I did have, I had one teacher who I remember uh, told me after a class, he was our Mr. Thomas. I don't know if you had him, Micah. That was one of the two. Yeah. two or three teachers I was talking about who yeah. like kind of had me under his wing a bit. Yeah, I'm not surprised. He Mr. Thomas is incredible. He's easily like, I think Ryan would probably say the same thing about him. Um, but he was I remember he told me he thought I should be a teacher just ba- like he was a very like comedic approach and how he yeah. taught. And he was just like his classes were engaging. He like he had it to a T where it was like you could give two shits about this, but he found a way to make you care in a sense. And yeah. I think that's probably one of the the best uh, things to have in you as a teacher. to, And when you have a subject that maybe is not, you know, super exciting or something, he made yeah. it that way. And so I always admire that about him. And I remember him telling me that was like the closest. I never really had anyone uh, work with me outside of school or anything like that. So, but yeah, you know, I'd be a good teacher. He, so he, uh, I got diagnosed with ADHD in the seventh grade and he at the time he was a middle school teacher at my mm-hmm. middle school and then he transferred to the high school uh, and he had really bad ADHD. And so he kind of once he learned that I had had been diagnosed with it, he was like, oh, like I'm going to sort of give you all my tips and tricks for how I made it through high school and and. Cause I, you know, he, when he was like, before I knew I had it or whatever, like I had a mess of a time trying to do it. Like I just couldn't pay attention. I, and then he was like, even, even like after I had my kids, like, you know, I'd, I, I drove to school one time and I didn't realize I wasn't wearing shoes until I walked in the front door of the school. And I was just like, Oh damn. Yeah. And so then he, he like taught me, he told me about all his tricks about how he kept himself remembering things or tips and tricks for whatever. And I still use a lot of them. Hmm. Uh, Like I write, if there's something I really want to make sure I remember, I will like write myself a post-it note and I'll put it inside my shoe because I have to put my shoes on before I go. So Mm I I'll go put my shoes on. I'll be like, Oh shit. I do have to go run to Walgreens or stuff Hmm. like that. You know, just an example, but he was, he was a very, uh, character building kind of person in my life and was a teacher yeah. and I love him. He was he cared and it showed. He know? totally did. Yeah. He I one of the best teachers in the state hands down. Yeah. He was great. He's easily the thing I remember most about high school was his class. So, wow. Yeah. Yeah, so Mr. Thomas, I don't know if you would be listening to this, but big shout out to you. Some big, some big fucking kisses to you, Mr. Thomas. I don't know why you'd be listening to this, but anyway. yeah, BFK is yeah. big time. Yeah. Um, all right, let's talk about this in relations to the Oscars because this. One... So I, I want to know. I haven't seen almost any of them, I so I really, I couldn't say. I, it, 
if I'm being honest, actually, I've seen two and a half of these. Mm -hmm. So of the two and a half I've watched, I would say Coda deserved to win. Uh, but that's hard to say because I haven't of the there's what nine nominees. <laughs> yeah. Two, three, What's the half? Ten. I've I've watched uh, Don't Look Up. I've watched the first half of Don't Look Up twice, uh, <laughs> and I I got sidetracked both times, <laughs> and I so I still haven't a, returned to it. I I'd say it's not worth finishing. Okay. Okay. I thought it was mildly funny or whatever. Uh, and then I saw Dune, which I hated. So. Yeah, I wouldn't finish. Don't look up. It's not good. I mean, Jared, you and I don't always agree on movies. No, so. tr trust me on don't <laughs> trust me on don't look up. It's it's just it's Adam McKay at his most Adam McKayist. Like it okay. doesn't it doesn't get any less heavy handed. It only gets heavier. OK. Um, From the first half that you saw, it doesn't get any funnier. Um, It's just it's like. It's it basically he made it for like a certain group of people, but he ended up only talking to the people that he always talks to. Yeah. Uh, so it's, it truly is a waste of a time for, of a movie. And I All say right. that as somebody who thinks that the other guys is one of the greatest movies ever made. Have you seen uh, The Big Short? Did you like The Big Short? I have not seen The Big Short yet. Not yet. Mm -mm. I, I love The Big Short and that's another one of his. But that's that is a bit a bit heavy-handed but i would say it's an artfully done heavy hand personally yeah. but i, ta I, I talked to a lot of people about don't look up and like usually a lot of people are like i love the big short i hated this okay I that's could a pretty see, common thread i mean just based on like the there's not really a whole big political nature with i mean to a degree with big i think the big shorts are a little bit more of a universal kind of you know i know don't look up is a more universal thing too just what it's talking about but i think you've got the you know, the the people that believe in it and the people that don't where like the big short was just like this shit's happening kind of, you know, with the housing market and all that stuff. So, like, I think there's, there's a little bit less of a, you know, that angle that he was pushing with Don't Look Up than the big short. I think, I, yeah, I think the difference there is just that the big short is basically a political thing after the fact of it already mm -hmm. crumbling, whereas... Right. Yeah, don't look up is a is a political angle, but from something that hasn't happened yet, which is the end of good climate on the planet, or the mm -hmm. what it, or I can't remember. It's the is comet the comets hitting the planet, or the world's gonna end. Yeah, something. Okay, I yeah. I kind of forgot. Yeah, but I have not seen. I literally haven't seen. It. I've I've got access to Belfast. I need to see Drive My Car. I want to see The Power of the Dog and. I mean, I, I mean, just out of, I guess, interest, I would want to see the other ones, I guess. I wouldn't say I'm like absolutely dying to see them or anything like that. But, you know, it's kind of like one of those things where like, OK, we got nominated. Like, I guess I'll watch them and see kind of thing. Yeah. But it just kind of comes into like. I guess my expectation of best picture type of film, and it's just something that will never be it's not going to be a perfect system every time and how this is done. Cause I think it ultimately is something that just comes to be subjective just naturally. Like what I'm going to find and think of as the best picture will absolutely not be. I, Cause I think ultimately my, my big, uh, my big thought process with the Oscars is it doesn't, it ultimately doesn't fucking matter. Like if it's yeah. not, if the movie did its purpose and you love that movie, then that's, that's really all that matters. Like, you know, like, I loved falling asleep and watching Lord. I, I, may, I honestly don't know. I don't think Fellowship won 
uh, best picture or anything like that. But like that movie meant a lot to me. And, you know, uh, there's examples like that for all sorts of people in their films that they love and adore and just want to keep watching and things like yeah. that. So like, I, I, I do want to put that out there where like, I think that's where I've gotten so much more cynical with the Oscars where like, I ultimately just kind of don't give a fuck. Like, yeah, I know that there's significance to it. I know it's kind of this marketing thing. I think that's honestly how I see it now more than anything. It's just, a, oh, we've got the Oscar award winning whatever, which is cool. Yeah. Considerations. Right. Stuff. Yeah. yeah. Like, and that's cool. And like, I'm sure if I'm in the boat where like th that's by my name, I'm going to be, you know, I'd be pretty, you know, that's pretty exciting. And so I do get excited seeing the people. Honestly, I get more excited seeing just like the production roles and stuff like uh, like the set design and the editors. Yeah. And like, yeah. When, when, like when they give their acceptance speeches, they're like, they're like shaking. Like they genuinely, like they're just so excited to be there. It's just something yeah. that's so out of the norm for them. B basically of all of the categories they took off screen this year. <laughs> right. Those are, those are like 80% of the ones I want mm -hmm. to see because it's the people who really make the difference. And it's the people who, who like you and I technically could be mm -hmm. or, or are in the ballpark of of experientially doing right. whereas right. like you know not to say that you know best actors and best directors and best films don't deserve them but like mm -hmm. i i'm gonna learn a lot more out of knowing like oh shit this cinematographer has consistently done blah 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 and what do you know his last 15 movies that he was a cinematographer on are fantastic and mm -hmm. No, stuff I, like that i think it's just like those roles aren't as pretty you know like kind of thing it's not yeah. the ones that are promoting the movie per se all the time and i right. know it's just it's this big i just feel like that's where like the cynicism comes in with this where it's just this big marketing thing honestly for the movies and somewhat yeah. and it's like i mean i think um just having worked on like short films and obviously it's a much smaller scale but just knowing the work that goes into just that that side of it is just absolutely insane to me. And so it's something that um, the, the, that whole decision really pissed me off that they decided. And I think the Oscars still went longer. I think it's I think it ended up being longer than yeah, it normally would. It was, anyway. it, was it was still like three or four hours, which yeah. I mean, so you've like, done three to four hour blocks before with all the categories. So right. You just traded it's, in the categories for an extra 30 minutes of commercials mm -hmm. and they're trying to appeal to people that don't care like they're they trying don't to care about movies they just want to do the super bowl but for movies right. which is stupid right so in terms oh, of did you like dune i actually haven't seen dune yet which is i need to watch it because i love dennis uh i'm gonna butcher the shit out of his name dennis villa <laughs> Him. I've loved every movie of his, and so for that reason alone, I wanted to watch Dune. But I mean, it cleaned up in a lot of the categories that mm -hmm. you like. Uh, what is it? I got best score, mm -hmm. uh, best production design, best sound, best cinematography, best film editing, John, mm -hmm. uh, and best visual effects. Won all those categories. I feel like I'm going to like Dune. So it's just a means of me actually sitting down watching. Dude. It actually beat No Way Home for best visual effects. Hmm. You know what else won an Oscar for visual effects? Suicide Squad. Actually, that might have been costume design. Yeah, I might have just I might have just botched my own. I mean, I think that also. Slam. <laughs> I think that's where the Oscars could be good to like, you know, because 
like Suicide Squad obviously did not was not received well. There were all sorts of issues with that movie, but like it's cool that certain aspects of films can shine even though yeah. the overall product was not something maybe was the goal in mind, you know, kind of thing. So I guess there is a good side in less cynicism for yeah. the Oscars, you know, in that sense. Suicide Squad wasn't even nominated. The previous the pre- one, the, not, not, the not David the Ayer one. one. The David Ayer, I do remember that one getting nominated for something. Is it I like, think uh, it won. Uh, when I think, did it yeah. come out? The one in like 2017, maybe, or yeah, I think I was, I think I was still at the theater. It might have been 2000. I swear, Suicide Squad for best visual effects. No, it was never nominated. Was it costume design? Why? It's not even. I can't even find the movie right. Oh, here it is. Just a pretty little slam there on Dan. Didn't work (laughs) there, buddy. (laughs) Visual effects are pretty important. It uh, won, yeah. It won makeup and hairstyling. All right, mm. sorry. Bit of, a bit point different. My 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 greater point was just to take a dig at the fact that like just because something has won an Oscar for a side category doesn't make the movie good, but the aspect about the movie could be good. Damn! And now you're even side letting them call them side categories. <laughs> this is the I exact mean, type of mind we're trying to fight, Micah. I, you're right. That's that's fair. That was a that was a dig at my own values. So shame on me, me. <laughs> shame on me once. Shame on. Wait a minute. So in terms of Coda, do you think Coda? I think. I think one of the things that I really like with movies is the giving us perspectives that maybe we don't know about or have any experience with. So it kind of exposes us to these worlds in these particular. Yeah. You know, like, and I think that's important. And I think that that's something that uh, I admire with movies when they do these kinds of things. And so does, but does, yeah. but does Coda deserve to be like, is it a best picture nominee? Like in my mind of what a best picture is, it's something that's like, like you watch it and it's just going to like, this movie's going to rock your fucking world kind of thing to mm. me personally. And so I guess my expectation for best picture has just got to be something that's just, I, you know, I, I, like, I mean, I think there's far worse movies that have won. Yeah. Um, and I, I and I think of I think that's the other tough part is that it is subjective and mm-hmm. it it also depends on what came out. True. So if a bunch of duds came out in one year and then one marginally good movie, come, you know, mm-hmm. sweeps because the rest of the movies were. Whelming. I can't think. Yeah, I get you. Where or conversely, you know, if you've got six Forrest Gumps come out in one year, you know, even the best film isn't going to be able to compete with other great films if there's too many. Mm -hmm. So because I think we were in that little COVID bubble of not very many things were coming out, and Mm -hmm. uh, I think that's definitely part of it. No, I have a I have a question uh, with kind of your criteria. Does it need to rock your world from start to finish or can it have a big rock your world moment? Um, I think those are two different things. Yeah, I would agree with that, because I think if I would think of uh, like like Mad Max probably be a good example of something like that, where like Mad Max is like insane sequences where it's like, holy shit, man, like the stuff they do in that movie 
and the fact that most like I, I don't know the percentage but like I, I know most of that movie is practical effects and that's fucking crazy to me it's still crazy to me that there is not a stunt oscar category for like the stuntmen and stuff because like some of the shit that they do now is insane and i cannot believe that they're that they're not only just taking categories out they should be adding in stuff like that you know do you remember so, who they lost to uh what did mad max lose to ex machina in special effects no visual effects visual, visual effects, effects i mean yeah, yeah. That's that that was a good one. It, it was and that good. That same year was the Martian, the Revenant, and the Force Awakens were the other noms mm. for that year. Martian, but oh man, I love the Martian. But Mad Max lost to Ex Machina. Yeah, yeah, that's that's interesting. Honestly, it's been a while since I've seen Ex Machina, and I think you know, I don't know. So, like in terms of so, something, go ahead. Well, I, I, mine's going to be a bit of a pivot. So, if yours is a train of thought, uh, still just, you can. Yeah, I think to answer his question, I would say. I mean, that's a hard one to say, too, because it's just something where like it's going to be a different experience per film kind of thing where you know, like sometimes there are just like all these moments where it's like, man. And I know we've talked where my experience with the movie, me knowing it's a good movie is when I don't realize it's like, oh, shit, it's over, you know, like in that kind of thing. And that means mm-hmm. that means I'm wrapped in the movie. I'm not thinking about other things. I'm not I don't have time to think about what's going to be, you know, what I'm doing for dinner or like, like, oh, I wonder what's going on on Twitter right now or something, you know, something like that. So I think movies that necessarily rock my world, I guess, is probably not the best way to put it. But I think it's just something where, like, I guess it's that that, that was going to be my question, because I was going to say, I mean, I thought Moonlight was a very good movie, but I would never describe it as a movie that rocked, rocked my, my world. world. I think it's something that was just not really done, per se. And it was it was something new and different. And, and I admired that about Moonlight a lot, um, at least on the scale that the movie was released and shown, you know, I'm sure that there's all sorts of short films and things that maybe touch on that subject in some manner or another, yeah. but something that was wide released and made, you know, it was, um, it was a story that was just, I guess, new and different. So maybe I'm completely ruining my argument with this because, you know, how <laughs> often do you see, you know, we haven't seen a story like Coda. So maybe, no, yeah, you know, maybe Coda does deserve it. And I'm just, you know. Well, that that was going to be my immediate note was that I find those two movies similar in a mm-hmm. regard of like it's exploring mm-hmm. a dynamic that is both very different from anything I'm used to and also very different from anything that gets a lot of attention mm-hmm. in in the public movie sphere, at least. Mm-hmm. Um, so is yeah. novelty kind of the key you're getting here. But it, it's not just novelty. I would say it's a combination of novelty mixed with a really uh masterful skill of being able to make the novelty approachable and in a way that you can un- if not completely understand then get a really solid glimpse at what they're trying to showcase about the relationship or the dynamic or the whatever it is uh, that is the point of the story that is, you know, important to tell. Mm -hmm. So like, I think you could make both, you could make uh, moonlight and um, Coda a lifetime movie quality and they'd be hot ass garbage. So it's not just the topic or just the, you know what I mean? Does Mm -hmm. that make sense? Yeah. No, I mean, someone else could have take, made this movie and it could have just like 
you know, it does a lot of a lot of things have to come into play for these things to go right. Because, you know, you've got one or two departments that are completely different or a different director or something, you know, and this thing just turns into just hot garbage. I think it's just yeah, I, it's just so hard because it is so subjective. Because so like I Shape of Water won the year after Moonlight and I fucking hate that movie. <laughs> I thought Shape of Water is awful movie terrible so unoriginal and everyone else is saying the exact opposite they're like holy shit this is one of the best and most amazing and most original movies i've ever seen and i just kept being like i fucking predicted the story in the first 30 seconds every beat of it and i think really what you're getting down to here is kind of what we were talking about at the beginning which i mean this is the reason why there's a whole committee for this and this is the reason why it's so important that the people that are on said committee actually watch the movies because yeah. it is so subjective. And if you're somebody who is in a position to vote and all you do is simply listen to somebody else's opinion, then the subjectivity that goes into the voting process, it gets watered down. It's unimportant. Right. Um, right. It's you're so, just hearing somebody else tell you, hey, this a, is good. Pick it's, it. It's just a popularity contest. kind of Exactly. Because yeah. even as you all were describing your criteria for a movie, the thing that kept on coming up in my head is that like, I don't based on how you all feel about how like a best picture nom should be. I don't think an action movie would ever make your list. Mm-hmm. I don't think it would ever be nominated by your standards, which I don't think is necessarily like the right way to do it. Like, I think any movie should be available for best picture nom. Mm-hmm. Um, but that like, I mean, like how many other ways are we going to do action uh, without like really just going over the top? Um, mm-hmm. And also when you think of how an action movie is like structured or how it's typically like written, story is not always what you're focusing on so that can be really really weak which that can detract so like it would have to be an absolutely phenomenal movie in the action category to even get up there and like i'm thinking about i think was hold on was endgame nominated for best picture at one point i don't think Um, it was nominated for best picture but i do think it was nominated for a couple of the other categories I but mean, it's like, like you, I mean, Black like Panther you, was nominated in 2018 and, you know, it's a Marvel movie. So that's I mean, that's huge for which that did have a bit of the elements that you're talking about there, mm-hmm. though, because, like, I mean, how many movies can you think of with a black superhero? Right. You know, it's mm-hmm. not a lot. I can tell you that. Yeah. Uh, uh, and like with Moonlight, where you were saying, like, I'm thinking about what you were talking about, Moonlight. Um Moonlight is not necessarily a movie that was probably made for people that are on the the committee. It's not like a, a right. movie that they're supposed to necessarily connect with, um, which is another argument on its own. So I think that's another reason why I think what we kind of come back to here is the actual committee aspect of it is way more important than they have been treating it for I mean, years probably at this point. Um, I'm sure it's been going on much, much longer uh, than we think it has as far as them just not really actually watching it or mm-hmm. maybe they just think about like the screeners that they get sent and who sends the nicest things with those screeners. Could even be a recency bias thing where it's like, oh, shit, I watched La La Land last and I don't really feel like putting too much effort into my vote. So fuck it, La La Land wins. Yeah. 
Um, I think they fall victim a lot to also doing like saying, oh, well, this story really needed to be told. And mm-hmm. so which, you know, that could be a solid criteria, but it is not always a criteria worth worth the merit of being a best picture winner Mm -hmm. black panther actually lost a green book yeah which is uh oh yeah black klansman was also on there too yeah and roma was that year wasn't wasn't that also the big that was the year after everyone was talking about the oscar so white and it was just like how could you possibly make this uh, a whiter oscars following all of this i think that might have been i don't know what year that was because 2018. I mean, okay. In 2017 is when the Shape of Water won. Okay. Sorry, Micah. <laughs> like the Shape of like the Shape of Water beat Get Out. Like what the fuck? Yeah. What are you doing? <laughs> I mean, like, one of the greatest movies ever made. It beat Lady Bird. Uh, okay, sure. <laughs> I mean, I even to that end, I think Lady Bird is a better movie than Shape of Water, and I didn't like Lady Bird. I need to see Shape of Water because a part of me really hopes that I fucking love it. And I do want to. I do actually. I think I might watch Shape of Water just so I can like have more ammunition for this. Like I need to. Like I. I feel like I remember it, but like I don't don't know if I (laughs) I, fucking hated it. It's it's boring. It's it's uh, subaquatic ET. That's it. That's the movie. Would you say GDT's face? Huh? To whose face? GDT. Guillermo del Toro. Guillermo. Yeah, he'd be like, I don't care. I'm rich and I have a lot of movies and you've never made any movies and nobody knows you or cares about you. That's Go die true. in a corner. That's not true. I actually don't think he would be that mean. Yeah, we he might. We made well, Peter he, Pickle, he, Micah. He would probably say it in Spanish. I think he'd I, probably be like, thank you for your opinion. I'm going to leave now. <laughs> <laughs> How did you get into my house? <laughs> Oh, uh, no, it's a I don't know. It's a really I think it's a really interesting conversation. I think I would I would think the way you solve it is the people behind the decisions take a long, hard look at who they put on the committees, who does the voting. And I think they restructure it. I think they take everybody off. I think they fill it fresh. I think they come up with more. Would also be curious if, nomination. Yeah, I would also be curious if to find out if they did ranked choice voting or just like mm-hmm. one vote, one person, one vote. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I think that would make a huge difference too. Because if everybody's voting, you know, Green Book is number three on everybody's, but a third of people put. I can't remember what you said. Was it again? You know, a third of Black people Panther. put Get Out as number one. Yeah. So did you know? Did would Green Book have won because it was everybody's number three? But right. some people had Black uh, Klansman as one, and some had it at six or something. You know what I mean? So yeah, Moonlight did beat La La Land, so we got that one. Okay. Won that one. That was um, that was just a fun moment in Oscar history. That was that was, I, that, was that was one of the, my favorite things to watch live. That, that was so uh, just the confusion and oh man. But good. I think I think that's what they would need to do for me to care again, because like I think I'm in the same boat as Sean. Or like, I don't really give a fuck. Like I like I used to like sit down and watch them and like we would print out. Um, oh, you do get like your bingo card thing or whatever. Yeah, well, kind of thing? No, we would we would print out the list and we would like wager kind of like do like fun mm. wagers or whatever. Yeah, on yeah. like what would win what. And like the past two or three years, we just don't care. 
Where it's yeah. like, oh yeah, you know, we'll figure it out. Like, you know, maybe maybe we'll make like fun wagers, but then we won't even know who won until like the next morning because neither one of us really cared about finding out the results. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't even watch this year. The only reason I like saw anything happen was because of said controversy. But like, I wouldn't have known anything about these Oscars until the next morning if that hadn't happened because you yeah. just Same. you just don't care. Yep, and they don't care either, and you could feel it. Say, yeah. uh, uh, but this is a different conversation, but it's the same with the Grammys. I could not give <laughs> oh god, less of don't a even about the don't even get me started on the Grammys. They're they're horrible. They're kind of in the same spot. But yeah, no, <laughs> yeah. I, that's, it's a it's a really interesting conversation. Yeah, um, I mean, but, you know, I think it kind of ties into to like the I know we talked about that documentary with the MPAA and things like that, like mm-hmm, the, the secrecy mm-hmm. with that stuff. You know, like all these. I don't know. I think I agree that there's got to be. I'm just going to repeat what you said, so I'm just going to say what you said. Essentially, that's so fine. you have a nice voice. It, I like to hear it. No, no, like I'm not going to say it again because I'm just literally going to repeat what you said. You said it well, and I think that yeah. that is what needs to happen. To I was kind of hoping you did. Yeah, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, I just think it's. Um, yeah, it's. It could, it, use, it, it could use some freshening up and some say more. It again, but with club sauce. <laughs> with club sauce. I think, too, maybe limiting how long people can be on said committees, too, where it's yeah, like, you know, rotate you know, it out, man. You know, is it something like the Oscar or not the sorry, the, um, you know, like uh, the Masters or like you, 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 you get in once and then you can keep like you're in for life or something like, you know, is it something I, I honestly don't know how the uh, categories work and things like I'll see like I follow the writers from 500 Days of Summer and whatnot mm-hmm. and so like I, I mean i've been following them forever but like i saw like you know they were like oh we like they're in, i know that they're in the academy like they're part of the voting and whatnot and like that but that's all i know that's all like outside that i don't know what the process the, is like this i'm just this is just out of curiosity it's not a judgmental statement mm-hmm. when's the last time they wrote a movie uh i i'm, I'm i have no idea i mean i know that they are big with producing now they do um what have they been doing? They were big producers with Spider-Verse. Okay. Um, so I assume they're doing two, the second one. But I don't know, writing-wise... Oh, sorry, I'm thinking of Phil Lord and Chris Miller. I'm thinking of completely different fucking people. I'm thinking mm. of... Um, I see what you're you're asking, though, like... When's the last time they did something that's worthy for them to even be it's in like, there kind of thing? Like even slightly relevant. Yeah. 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 Let me look. Cause that's a good question. Uh, yeah. Phil Lord and Christopher yeah, yeah. Miller, they're pretty active still. They are. Yeah. So they did the disaster artists in 2017. Uh, they've got, they've got stuff in the works that I have not heard anything about. So I don't know. So yeah, I mean, oh, really Christopher Miller did, uh, the after party. You directed. Yeah. Yeah, I need to watch it. I've heard good stuff about that. I yeah, that's also on the the the, on the, list. the deck the docket. Or yeah, it's another one we so, have to kind of wait until we're together to watch. So I just looked up how to qualify to vote for the Oscars. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have to be a member of the Academy. That's it. And to become a member of the Academy, you have to be sponsored by two current members of the Academy. So, so basically, it, it's a it's a yeah. are you one of us? All right, cool. Come on in. It's, it's just like a big circle jerk kind of situation. And then the first word that came to my mind. Yeah, I didn't want and, to be the one to say it. But and yeah. and then worse yet, once you are an Academy member, 
with the exception of a couple categories like short film and short documentary, uh, you can vote on any category, no matter what field you're in. That's and no matter if you've no matter if you've seen the movies or not. That just is not how it should be at all. It should be yeah, for zero cents. Yeah, for short films and short documentaries, you have to have seen all of them to vote. Um, why isn't that the standard? Why is it just it makes that no one? sense? Also, why are people who are really good at costume design able to vote on whether or not best director happened? Or why is someone who, you know, why is the documentary filmmaker able to vote on who the best the, the graphic DP, effects? Yeah. yeah you I, know what I mean? I honestly am not as bothered by that aspect. Cause like, I I don't I don't want to sit here and be like, you know, you as a costume designer don't know shit about directing, because like at some point you are going to have to interact with the director. You're going to have to be on set with them. You're going to see how they are doing things. So I think you're going to have more of an idea of what it means to the director than if you were to fucking fan source that vote. But like for me, I don't really understand why the criteria to get into that position to vote isn't higher or more rigorous that's where i like i'm i'm like literally i think there needs to be some kind of gatekeeping there because like if it's literally just you being sponsored by two other people then it is just one gigantic circle jerk and it also makes it extremely easy to stack the voting in your favor like i'm sure there's i'm i'm i don't know the politics of it but like if I'm thinking about, say, like, I don't know, like Warner Brothers or whatever, if they really wanted to get a bunch of people uh, in, on the board or in the academy, it seems like it's easy as shit to do. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I don't know. I don't really know what the criteria should be. I don't know if it's like years in film and TV or anything like, like I don't know what that should be, but there definitely needs to be something more rigorous than yeah. get two sponsors and welcome. Right. That's horrible. And yeah. also make everybody fucking watch the movies they're voting on. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know really how you would regulate that. That would get a little bit tricky. Like make them um, make them take a quiz per movie, just like something super basic. Like a lot of time here. Uh, I mean, the, like we all are out of high school for a reason. And I'm not trying to make people make take more. Quizzes. No, I mean, I'm not saying it has to be anything complex. Just like if you're sending them a DVD screener in the thing that has the title on it on the backside, just have like three questions that say. Does the dad they could do this. I mean, like, they actually this. got rid of the DVD screeners because of the environmental impact the DVDs had on. So they're oh, really? digital now. Digital and streaming. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, those could um, also, they could just ask somebody else, like, hey, what's uh, what's this? You know, yeah. You, you know, you there's could use not a perfect way to yeah, work Mike, around. you never cheated on a test before? Well, if they're doing it all digitally, then that means they can DRM them and like, just be like, okay, this file was never opened. That's you, you know, You're not allowed to vote because you didn't make it halfway through this video. Yeah, I mean, but then then we run into the problem of, okay, they're pressing play and then they're going to do another shit kind of thing. You know, I mean, I, if you're it's all, if you are that committed to fraudulently no, I, voting for your favorite Oscar film, like fucking whatever, it's right. still a popularity contest. But at least it would have a, uh, an iota of some kind another of, layer, some kind of system. No, I would. Agree. Yeah, I'm, I'm literally I'm literally just imagining some like producer from a uh production company like giving their laptop to an intern be like guess what you're watching today yeah oh i mean i guarantee i guarantee harvey weinstein probably had a whole fucking factory worth of like 
cogs and wheels spinning to make people help vote for it. He has like a fucking 180 Oscars. Yeah, he's got. It's like stupid, but it's a, it's a ridiculous number. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. more it's more than one. And that's too many. Mm-hmm. But it there, there needs to be a fix. And I don't I don't yeah. think you go full on fan voting. I think that's stupid shit because that's just another form of a popularity contest. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I think it's, you know. It's been flawed. It, it's felt flawed. I'm sure it's been this way the entire time. But I think kind of this coming age with like the Internet and stuff, there's a little bit more awareness of like what's actually kind of like, you know, what, what's going on with this type of thing, you know, and it's just kind of it's it's just been killing the Oscars for me in the sense of where I just I really just don't care. And it's just mm-hmm. it's meaningless to me at this point where it's like, yeah, cool. But like. It's just marketing thing basically so yeah, like, i feel all all of my desire to watch the best picture noms this year hasn't come from the fact that they are best picture noms it's come from the fact that i knew people that like have mm. watched it like i have i have two friends specifically who rave about drive my car mm-hmm. and that's the reason why i want to watch drive my car so much i want to watch power of the dog because it just looks fascinating and it also has benedict and also Jesse Plemons in the same movie. And I am in love with what Jesse Plemons is putting out right now. Although I will say windfall was uh, kind of a dud. Um, but like, yeah, I'd like nothing about these things getting noms is what's getting me to wake up and be like, damn, I can't believe I have watched so-and-so today. Right. There was, there was... That's, it hasn't been like that forever. I think the only year I think it was when it's when I worked at the theater, there was one year where I think I watched all of them before they came out. And I think it was 2014. It was Birdman, 14 Birdman, American Sniper, Boyhood, Grand Budapest Hotel, The Imitation mm. Game, Selma, The Theory of Everything and Whiplash. I think I, I, that is the only time I've ever actually seen all eight. It was like the most prepared I felt for the. Oscars. Yeah, actually, same. That's the only one I'm looking at now, too, that I've also seen all of them. Yeah. I have a close 2015 is a close second. The only one I didn't see was Brooklyn, but the rest mm-hmm. of them I saw. And so, yeah, I, you know, yeah. and that was probably it might have been like one of the last times where I kind of started to kind of care uh, because I feel like it's slowly just like every year after just been like and I like I, I wanted to make like I went out of my way to make sure like we had to travel to go see Whiplash, I remember. It was 100% worth yeah. it. I loved Whiplash. That I'm always just... like four or five movies off. <laughs> <laughs> or no, three or four, I guess. Yeah, I mean, now, yeah. I mean, shit, this one was... I mean, I don't think I anymore. saw... Anymore. Yeah, anymore. I think I've seen like three Oscar movies total this year. Yeah, so. it's been pretty bad, but... Yeah, that's just the way it is. It's just how it is. and That's just the way it is. That's yeah. just, just, yeah. How I, just how I feel about them. But... Oh, well, yeah, you yeah. still love movies, though. I still love watching still them. Watch them. I still love watching still love them. them. Sir, Even if the Oscars suck. It's, it's true. They're not the end all be all. Just like but, Rotten Tomatoes is no longer our end all be all. That's true. That is very true. It's a good gauge, maybe in some sense. I would say a lot mm. less with the Oscars, but I don't know. Um. All right. Do you guys have anything else you want to say about Coda before? Uh, I guess I like look, we could do. I got my MPAA number for ready for the mm. MPA number oh, for this one. You got yeah. You got your letterbox review. No, I'll get I'm it real fast. Let me take that as no. So the uh, have you been writing down the MPAA numbers, Micah? I don't know if you've been putting those nope. down in your. You I should. I, it wouldn't be too hard to go back and add them in. I yeah. should do that. I'm just curious. Or actually, I guess I can look at my uh, edits to this document and see 
But the uh, MPA, which actually, oh, I thought this was interesting. And this shows that Apple didn't actually like produce this film was I was watching and I realized she's not using an Apple phone. She's using uh, an Android or some kind of Android device phone. And that was kind of funny. And it's just because Apple bought the distributing rights right. to the movie after it premiered at, mm -hmm. uh, I think, I think it was Sundance or Keynes. Maybe I can't remember, but it was one of those. So I thought that was kind of funny. Like it's, you know, you see anything that Apple puts its stamp on and there's iPhones. Everyone's yeah. using an, an iPad and an iPhone and an iMac. Mm -hmm. And like with how tight this family was on money, I think it would have really been fucking weird if they all had iPhones anyway. You know, like yeah. it's just, I don't think it would have fit the movie anyway. Um, but um, this was also, uh, I, I kept seeing, I don't know if they filmed in Canada, it maybe was that they filmed in Canada, but I kept seeing Canadian um, logos of companies and stuff. So I guess I would need to double check that one. But I thought that that was also pretty interesting. I thought it was just um, some, somewhere shot in America, but maybe American made shot in Canada or something like that. Because they'll do that when they shoot in like Australia or something like that, too. They'll include that stuff in there. Uh, anyway, MPA number for this film, 53,230, which... Uh, it definitely, I definitely need to keep a list going because it's without like a frame of reference. Is that our highest one yet? It should be. Um, although the movie next week will probably, or yeah. not next week, but the week after will probably be our. Two weeks. Yeah, yeah. That will definitely be our, our newest one for sure. Um, Jared, have I bought you enough time to find a review? Yeah, uh, I have two. Um, two, okay. One of them I think is just absurd uh number one is coda stands for crying on the plane uh <laughs> i think that's the the favorite i think that's funny uh the other one because i guess the comment section of this movie which i am kind of getting the feeling that it is a bit intense uh is i hope this wins best picture so all you losers on letterbox go absolutely feral three and a half stars <laughs> wow uh 432 okay. likes. All um, right. But yeah, the comments on this one are definitely something. I don't know if it's the I don't know if it's the best picture effect mm -hmm. or if it's just um uh this movie it stirred something up in people, but yeah. A lot, lot going on in here right now. I feel like the Oh, what's its um that's what I'm going to look at. It's overall rating on Letterboxd is a 3.8, okay. which uh, from what I've seen on Letterboxd is pretty decent. Yeah, I would say that's pretty deserving. Um. Uh, box office wise, it was a streaming film. It's the first streamer to win an Oscar for Best Picture. Mm, that's true, yeah. So it, uh, it was released in Italy theatrically, and it made a million dollars. And that's all the information we have. Well, okay. I saw. I think Apple paid. They paid like a crazy amount for this too. It was like a, it's like twenty five million for the rights for the movie or something, which is well, think, it paid off for them. Mm hmm. Because now they have the the first Oscar going to a streamer under their belt, which I'm sure gives them a little more sway in terms of yep. other people wanting their movies to be funded or purchased or produced by Apple. Yep. So big marketing thing for them yeah um 
I guess we can do our ratings now too. I think it's about that time. It is about that time. Um, Michael, whenever you're you're ready, I'd say you go first since you're putting all the info in. I'm gonna give it a five out of seven. Five out I liked seven. it. Wow. I liked it. I thought it was good. I liked the story. I thought it was endearing. Uh, it shed light on something I was not familiar with, and I thought it did so tactfully as far as I'm concerned. I don't think it was a perfect film, and I don't think it was blowing my hair back amazing, but as far as movies go, I enjoyed it, and I would watch it again, and I would recommend it to my parents. You know what I mean? So... Is I that, would give it. Is that what's up? Is the parent recommendation like a is that a gauge that you have for oh, all the films no. you've been doing? No, no, no. I would never recommend my parents watch Swiss Army Man. Oh, okay. They would they would hate that. My parents would hate that movie. Okay. So but I mean like I would recommend to I would recommend Coda to to if if we had not done it for the podcast and and we were just casually talking about it, I think I would have told both of you. I'd have been like, oh, yeah, Kodo is good. I'd recommend you guys catch it if, whenever you have downtime. I wouldn't run and be like, you guys have to watch this. But I think I would say like, oh, that was a really interesting film and I'm glad I watched it. You guys should watch it whenever you have the time or sign up for a free trial of Apple and give it a go. It probably wouldn't be the first thing I would recommend from Apple TV. I thought the Kumail Little America show was phenomenal. Mm. That's probably one of the first things. Or no, I'd do Ted Lasso, obviously. So, yeah, uh, uh, five out of seven. That might be slightly generous. I might return tomorrow and give it a four point five, but I'm, I'm feeling a five right now. It's set in stone. Can't change it. You're carving this into stone. Fuck. Uh, this makes some pressure so much worse. I know. I know. You're shit out of luck. All right. What about what? Uh, who's up next? I can go next. I'm going to do three and a half paws. For mine. All right. That's uh, that's pretty high up there for you. That is. Yeah. Yeah. I enjoyed the film. It wasn't, uh, you know, it's like right in that sweet spot where I did enjoy it overall. And, you know. All right, Jared, what about you? I'm going to give it a pass. Uh, The thing that really keeps coming back to me for this movie is I think it's very cute. And I think it's like a really good, like, fifth or sixth date movie. Like, I feel like there's a really good movie for, like, you and someone you're trying to get to know can just, like, curl up on the couch and watch easily digestible for one another. A nice movie that you can connect with one another over. Um, I don't know if I'd recommend it, like, just willy-nilly. Um, I think it's, I think it's, like, a fine film. Um, but I do think I would recommend it for like that specific like use case scenario or like maybe like, you know, you and your partner just need something to watch on like a nice Friday night. I think I'd recommend it like that. But like, am I recommending Coda like I recommend Demon Slayer? No, not even close. Um, but I think I think it did. I think it did enough uh, for me to get a pass. So that's right. That's where I land on it. I do think it's kind of slow. I will say that. I think uh, that I think I, I don't think I said this, but for me, the point where I really got invested was similar to Sean, where when 
the music drowned out and you just got to watch um primarily the dad's reaction to everybody else's reaction to his daughter singing uh i definitely teared up there mm-hmm. uh and i definitely was invested in the movie from that point on but before then i was like kind of in it yep. um so it's a bit slow but I, I think it i think in the end it does do enough of a job for a pass for me i would agree what do you think ryan would give it my, I don't want to go finish it. My gut instinct was I don't give a fuck. That's what I wanted to say. I don't know. Cool. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I, maybe he I, would, I don't, maybe, I don't think he'd finish it. I think he'd fall asleep. <laughs> he probably would fall asleep. I don't know. It's a good question. I'm going to say I'm going to say Ryan would give it a forest green. And I think. Steph, okay. I think Steph would give it. Oh, the a, Pokeball scale. Yeah, a dusk ball actually probably would be a good introductory film for Steph for somebody who's trying to get into movies. A dusk ball? I think it's I think it's endearing enough to to get Steph on board. Yeah. Oh, actually, I changed my mind. I give it a net ball because they fish. Nice, good reference. I mean, Steph would give it a net. Ball. Yeah, yeah, not you. Yeah, yeah, not no, me. I get, I get that. Right, let's talk next week. Next week we will not be podcasting. We um. Mike, as Micah said at the beginning, he will not be here, so we are going to uh, postpone it. We'll be going the week after, which we're going to be watching since it's freshly available on HBO. We're going to do the Batman, the new Batman movie with Matt Reeves, or that Matt Reeves made with Robert Pattinson, which I'm very excited about. Been looking forward to this movie for a long time. So, Zoe Kravitz, Paul Dano, uh, Colin Farrell, Farrell. Uh, uh, fuck! I'm playing on Jeffrey Wright. Oh, he is in this. I think he's Gordon. Okay, I couldn't remember if he was Gordon or not. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think we. That's all the main people, right? I think so. Yeah. Did I say Paul Dano? I don't think I said Paul Dano. You, Paul you Dano. Did. You did say. You Paul did. Because 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 I was gonna say I will watch anything Paul Dano's in. Yeah. Gladly. Yeah. So we will. Uh, I'm sure we'll be. Are we? Uh, we'll you be think we're gonna do anything next week? Podcast. You guys. You guys with Micah, are with Micah absent. You guys are more than welcome to to do a, a I've, I've whatever viewed, stream while I'm gone. I mean, I view this as a team effort. So if one of us can't be just, here, should we just put a Rudy or a, a Micah mask on Rudy and watch something? Hey, what do you think? He, of, oh, he would probably like all the same hobbies I like. Alan, what if you and I just watched Marley and Me? How would you feel about that? <laughs> You want to do? A, we'll do a live viewing of the on Discord. We'll do a Discord watch party. It'll be Marley and me. I'll make sure I have a cam on me so you can watch me fucking cry. Yeah, please do this. Terrible. If you if you would like to see Sean cry, go ahead and smash that like button for us. Smash that like button. God, terrible. Don't you dare. Don't you fucking dare. But yeah, we should put a. We should do something like on the screen in the bottom corner, like after we get X, X, Y, Z amount of donations, we have to live stream a, a Marley and me watchathon. A watchathon? So we just watch it. Yeah, that's no, a, no, no, no. Sorry. Just, I, meant, just, I meant just like, just like a watch. You mean watch along. Yeah, watch along. They do go. sound similar, so I could. See yeah, how you would. You know, OK, there. yeah, I'm about to say, I don't know if I could watch Marley and me more than once. <laughs> you just make Sean watch Marley and me. You oh, just God, had to so watch it. 
dude what that would be really funny a subathon where like each amount of subs just made us add another playthrough of marley and, you, me, and you just had to you, sit there and watch it each sub you have to watch another five minutes so it's like once it ends it's like all right well we got 10 more subs that's another 50 minutes of re-watching this movie again dude that would be so brutal That'd be so okay what if we did it with the mummy instead i mean i do, so if we went through the new mummy are you talking about Brendan, Brendan Fraser? Mummy. Yeah, oh yeah. Oh, oh, OG Mummy. Yeah. I mean, I haven't seen those in a long time, so that would be great. I would love those rewatches. Do you think you would cry more or less than you do when you watch Molly? Oh, I would cry so much less. I would be crying for the comedy from crying at all in these in those movies. I love oh, comedy. Oh, Brendan Fraser. Oh, Benny had the forces on the other side of the river. What about the Scorpion King? Um, that would uh, that'd be more of a struggle to sit through. I'm sure. Got the rock. I what mean, uh? What's that movie with Patrick Stewart and the the green green room? Green room with Anton Yelkin. Yeah, Where, like there's lots of murder. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't really Watch know that. Wait, Patrick Stewart's in that? Yeah, he's Isn't like he? the he's the neo Nazi. He's like the head of the. You never seen me. Green Room is crazy. If you haven't seen that, am I thinking of the wrong movie? Green Room. Yeah, it's with Anton. Not, not the Green Book. Yeah, no, that's a very different yes, movie. Yes, I'm. Yeah, I'm not thinking of the Green Book. <laughs> yeah, no. I have can, never seen Green you, Room. Green can Room. Imagine if the oh, Green Book. Meets... Yeah. You know I love Alicia Cat. She's she's great. You should, you should watch it. It's blind. You should go in completely blind and watch it. That's the only thing I'll say like... is it's wild. Oh, it's eight twenty four. I'm just going to go watch this immediately. I think it got nominated for an Oscar. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it's a good. I mean, I like Anton Yelkin a lot, so he was great in it. But rest in peace. Yeah. Yeah. Um, All right. I yeah, I don't know where we were talking about before, but that's uh, uh that, that, that's that's a wrap. That is a wrap. We are going Next. to be. Watching. Two weeks from now, we will maybe play that game and then dive into some some Batman. Some Batman. Batman. Although it could be a, it could be a long one. This is a long movie, so it could be a long podcast. We might have to push it off another week. We'll this see. is. I mean, yeah. I mean, Kodo is not a long movie, and we're on three hours. So. Well, that's just because we didn't get to hang out last week and we missed each other. It's true. That's true. That's true. It is. If you're listening or however, if you need any of our information for our socials, look at the information. You'll find all those goodies there. Uh, we appreciate you all hanging out, listening, being here with us. It means a lot. I look forward to this. It's been, I feel like with my hectic schedule lately too, this has been a nice, uh, like, uh, as Micah has his sardine hobby, I've got my podcast hobby. So uh, this has been I, I always look forward to these with you guys. So, so thank you all for being here and hanging out with us. Jared and Micah, appreciate and love you both. I'm really looking forward to the Batman. I've been looking forward to that one for a while. So be a good Same. one. It'll be I think it'll one. be it'll be a good podcast and a good thing. And I'm excited to watch it. Yeah. Same Z's. All right, friends. As always, as always, everybody, if you uh, if you got any pickle recommendations or sardine, newly sardine recommendations, let me know. I'll go try them. If you want to send me some, even better. But I really doubt any of you are going to do that. But a, a boy can dream. 
a boy can dream and like that's all i'm dream that's all i'm plugging at the end of the podcast so perfect perfect hit the like ring that bell and send pickles could not have said that better choco i agree all right friends if you're watching stick around for the raid we'll send you somewhere if you're listening thanks for listening love you all take care and we'll see you soon bye friends (laughs) 